What comes to your mind when you think about Good Friday? Do you think about Jesus hanging on the cross, dying for our sins? Now, if that's the point of Good Friday, then what's with all the slaughtering that happened leading up to the cross? Was that even necessary? Today, I want to shed some light on that. Now, in order to do that, we have to transport ourselves two to 3,000 years prior to Good Friday in the ancient Near East world because there we discover an interesting ritual called a covenant. Now, a covenant is basically a contract made between two people or two parties. Let's just say there are three groups of people. This is called them A, B, and C. A is a strong tribe, and B is a weaker tribe. And because B doesn't have the resources to protect itself from A, what it does is that it goes to tribe C and asks for their help. Now, C realizing that they're the stronger of the two, they go into a contract called a covenant. A covenant usually consists of a stronger and a weaker tribe. So in this scenario, C goes over to B and says, hey, we want to protect you. We want to be in covenant with you. Once they both agree to the terms of the covenant, they do an interesting ritual. They bring some animals out to the open area that they both agree on. They slaughter the animal, they cut it in half, they split the body parts and the blood of the animals will start to accumulate in the middle and that middle blood pool is called a blood path. At this point, both parties will walk through the blood path, first the greater party and then the lesser party while they recite these words. May what was done to these animals happen to me if I don't fulfill my end of the covenant. Now what's really cool is that this very ritual is recorded for us in the book of Genesis. Now you see, in the beginning of Genesis, God created the world to be really, really good. And God wanted to partner with humanity to make the world even better. As the story goes, humanity eventually turned its back on God. And so the world grew darker and darker. And as a result, humanity also grew darker and darker. You see, it's in the midst of that part of the story that God calls out a man named Abram and enters into a covenant relationship. Now, God being the greater of the two parties, God set the terms. This is what he told Abram. I will bless you and I will take care of you. That's God's end of the deal. If you go and bless the world, that's Abram's part of the deal. This is God's way of saying, Abram, let's fix humanity together. My job is to take care of you while you take care of other people. Now the text tells us that Abram brought a heifer, a goat, a ram, a dove, pigeon, and cuts them into two. Now pay attention to what happens next. A smoking fire pot, which represents God, passed between the animal parts. Now next, you would assume that it would be Abram who walked through the blood path. But that's not what happens. Now the scriptures tell us that God put Abram to a deep sleep, and there's no mention of Abraham's participation. God is saying, if you, humanity, mess up on this covenant, I will take the consequences. May what happened to those animals happen to me. So 2,000 years later, Jesus is heading to the cross, but along the way, he's being flogged, he's being whipped, he's being beat down, he's being mocked, he's being spat on. Why? Because this is God's way of fulfilling that ancient promise. When the first Christians heard stories of Jesus being slaughtered on the way to the cross, they saw a fulfillment, an evidence of God's selfless love for us. What they saw is our inability to fix the world, and God paying the consequences for that. So this Good Friday, let us focus on the God who is selfless, a God who loves us so much that he doesn't want us to suffer the consequences of our inequities. Let us thank him for the sacrifice he made on our behalf.